Hi, I'm MK Lot, and this is Quarantine Campfire. So, I've been thinking. I wonder, and let me know on social media if this is the case. So, I'm usually on Instagram. Well, yeah. Spoiler alert, I'm still on Instagram. I got to use it for business. Um, but yeah, reach out to me on TikTok or YouTube. I wonder if these are actually helping at all. Or if they seem kind of flustered, because I do think that lately I have been a little flustered. Uh, and that's partly because that's for a lot of reasons, partly because I don't use a script anymore. I try to ad lib and I try to work out that muscle of improv and being able to basically publicly speak on the spot. But another part of me feels like I am saying stuff that may not be cohesive or would make sense to a lot of people. And so usually I use stories to kind of give it some context. And so I kind of felt that a little bit um, last week with a dinner party answer. And I don't know if I actually gave you guys a legit story. I just kind of gave you guys what was on my mind. But this episode specifically is going to be about me kind of taking accountability onto myself and using the dinner party answer in a certain setting. And that setting was the entrepreneurship showcase um, for SUU. So for those of you guys who have been around uh, for a while, I had an episode back in uh, October, I want to say, maybe even November, where I was a part of a showcase where student entrepreneurs could basically display their business, um, pitch it to people, and hopefully uh, get some signups. Unfortunately, and I mean, not unfortunately, it actually makes total sense, but we can't sell anyone uh, when we're up there. That's just kind of against campus policy. So we just have to basically pitch them, give them a good time, or as good of a time as we possibly can, because usually our biggest traffic comes from passing period. So we have 10 minutes, essentially, to collect as many people as possible. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this time, it went significantly better than last semester. And I think that's because of the dinner party answer, or understanding the difference between the dinner party answer and the truth. So I'll give you an example way back when. Um, so a grand total of four or five months ago, it was forever ago, which at this point <laughs> in the 2020s, it does feel like a long time. I feel like we're in inception right now where a day is actually a year and a year is actually a minute. And ugh. but last semester, I was still trying to get my bearings as a life coach, more specifically, I was trying to figure out how to explain it to people. And I was having a really, really tough time getting conversions, um, really exciting people. And I remember like there was one person that I did um, get a really good reaction out of. And I'm really grateful for that um, because it, it means it worked. And it means that I'm actually able to help people, just not at the amount that I was really looking for. <clears throat> And part of that was because I kept giving him a dinner party answer. And so this time around, uh, it was nice because we were indoors. And so more specifically, we were in 
one of the buildings, which I think actually really helped with with traffic because it, when we were outside, students had to go out of their way to see us, you know. But if we like just so happen to be right in the middle of where everyone's walking, <laughs> it, it does it does a lot better. So then I, I was definitely a lot more prepped this time around. I had pamphlets, you know, all across the table. In fact, they kind of made like a laurel, I think is what they're called. Um, they made a laurel in this uh, around my QR code for the podcast. So that was fun. And then thanks to. Let's see, thanks to the host of the showcase who did awesome. She was amazing. Uh, I was able to get a prize wheel uh, for. Uh, for my stand. And I could just grab an expo marker, uh, write down some prizes, and basically gamify the. Hold on a second. I'm trying to make sure that I get the name right. So basically, I wanted to gamify the experience for everyone. So that way they can at least have some fun and sign up along the way. So <clears throat> basically what I told people was, hey, so I'm a life coach, but specifically I help, you know, exactly what I said last week. I said, I help people who are either about to or just graduated college turn their skills that they learned in college towards what they're passionate about. So I help them develop a growth mindset skill. And if you sign up here, you can spin the wheel and potentially win a prize. And the prize was, <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember. Um, I had three different prizes. One of them was a free coaching session with me. The second one was a topic recommendation for an episode of Quarantine Campfire, which you guys are going to start hearing, hopefully starting next week. I'm, I'm really excited about that one. And the third prize was you get a high five, which also means you get to respin and you get a high five. So, it was a great experience for everyone. Um, but I, from a business standpoint, and if I were to be really cold about it, I would say it was a hit because my email list tripled. I now have prospects. I now have warm leads. You know, I now have a good idea of potentially getting uh, more clients. But that wasn't really the fun part. The fun part was because I was able to tell the truth and because I was able to make a good experience for them out of it, it became a good experience for me. Because last time I had this really, really bad wave of imposter syndrome come over me. And I think I said that, uh, I think it was pretty vocal about that in the last episode. But this time, because I knew what exactly it was that I was wanting, and I knew exactly what it was that I was going towards. I didn't have to worry about that. You know, I didn't have to worry about what I was going to say to people. And as a result, I was able to kind of put that on the back burner because it was automated. I mentally automated it. And I was able to just have a decently good time with my classmates, you know, and with other students. And yeah, be able to worry less about the sale and more about making sure that they that they walked away happy, you know? And 
I was thinking about it last night um, because, again, this was yesterday, so it's still pretty fresh. I was thinking about it, and I was wondering why it worked as well as it did and why I had this reaction now, but I didn't have this reaction last semester. And I wanted to dive a little bit more into, you know, not just the dinner party answer. The dinner party answer is nice, but I feel like that is kind of a scapegoat. So I, I started thinking about it and I, and for me, it comes down to two things. It came down to preparation and it came down to specificity. So I think this goes without saying you need to be prepared for anything you do. (laughs) You know, you can only wing it for so long. But the nice thing about preparation is you're able to understand and observe multiple possibilities of what can happen and you can get ready for them. But the trick is you can't do it at the expense of your own energy or at the expense of others. So what I mean by that and when it comes to the dinner party answer is when you're able to understand the truth, I think that develops more of a mental preparation for you. Because now you can go in and say, okay, here's the script. That, that's what it is. It's a script. And it's a script that allows people to light up more than just a dinner party answer. You know, here's the script. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm going for. I know I can, I know how, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know what's going on with me. I know how I can make this person's life better. So now that I know that, what am I going to do from here? Okay, so that's what I kind of mean by preparation. And the second part, specificity, is more about the words in the script. So if preparation is writing the script, specificity is knowing your lines. Right. And and I had talked about this briefly last week, too. You know, it's not enough to say I'm a life coach. In fact, I actually had a lot of people. Um, I've had a lot of people come up to me in the past few months and say that they know someone who became a life coach. But it kind of it kind of went stale after that. And I didn't know exactly what they did. Or I guess I knew what they did because they did life coaching. But <laughs> I. uh I don't know the niche that they went into, you know, and it's funny because the dinner party answer can actually work on some levels instead of, you know, just the whole shut up and leave me alone thing. It can actually work if the person doesn't know about that industry very well, you know, and and of course that comes with the territory, but you know, I think it also helps by specifying what you do. Other people can specify what you do. So you're able to you're able to spread your truth a little bit better instead of giving just a title. Like I'm trying to think of an example. Okay, so it would be like if your buddy came, uh, if you came up to someone and said, oh, yeah, I've got a buddy who does tattoos. That's cool. Is he an ink master? What does he do? 
you know, because if you have an idea and tattoos, especially because there's, there's a lot more risk in getting a tattoo, but you know, it's examples like that of where specific or um, just a generalization of what you do is not good enough. You know, if you're a tattoo artist, what kind of tattoos do you do? Do you do new school? Do you do black work? Do you do Japanese traditional? Do you do Polynesian traditional? You know, there are so many different avenues <clears throat> that you're not going to encourage someone to be your client or to be your customer if you're too vague about it. And again, going back to that conversation, you know, that mock conversation that I came up with. How was your day? It was fine. Yeah. Anything new? No. There's no value. I think in vagueness and that can cripple people really, really easily and really, really quickly. And so again, it all, I think for me in this situation, and and there's going to be way more philosophies of life that I'll be sharing and I'll be learning with you guys. But for now, It's for me, it's about finding preparation and finding specificity before you go out and you prepare yourself for the world. If that makes sense. Um, I'll give you one more example before I wrap up. Um, But this is for everybody who's who's been listening for a while. Do you guys remember when I woke up one day, I think it was like an eight minute episode, but I woke up and I was in a rut and I just couldn't really figure out what I was doing. I think in some ways I wasn't prepared. Well, in a lot of cases I was prepared actually, but in some cases I didn't have a specific reason to get up out of bed. I had a specific reason to go to work but I didn't have a specific reason for me to get up out of bed. And so I struggled with that for a long time. I think, let me, let me look at the calendar. Um, I have been struggling with this since November, you know, and after I came back from the holidays, I still struggle with that. You know, I woke up and I had 30 minutes to get ready before my shift started at work <clears throat> or my first class started. You know, thankfully, because of Zoom, that's been able to be remedied uh, quite a bit. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what's happening to me. But it doesn't change the fact that mentally I wasn't there. And so one day, this was about two or three days ago, I was scrolling through LinkedIn because I've been um, just trying to expand my network and find potential clients. And I stumbled across this meme of a shopping cart in the middle of a parking lot. And it's like, it's one of those where it's not off to the side or it's not like parked somewhere specifically. It's like purposely in the middle of four spots. So the next four cars that park right there, they have to be conscious about the cart. It was one of those. <clears throat> and the the meme said, 
I will never hire anyone who does this. And then on the bottom of it, it said, if you're too big for the small things, then you're too small for the big things. <clears throat> and I thought, wow, that, <laughs> that, that changed the game for me. And so I put that up as a sticky note right next to my nightstand. So if I ever feel like I don't want to get out of bed, I just look at that sticky note and I think, all right, if I'm too big to get out of bed, then I'm too small for my other obligations for the rest of the day. And while I may be prepared to do whatever I need to do for that day, I now have a specific reason to get up. The motivation that I have to get ready for the day and to be my best self and to be as productive as I possibly can, the reason for that is right there. It's there every time I roll over and think, you know, I can, I can do 30 more minutes. I can hit snooze. Now I have a specific reason to use my preparation. And that's my big takeaway for you guys. So thank you so much for listening. And to everyone who signed up for the Entrepreneurship Showcase, I love you. I'm excited. I am so stoked because so many people either there's so many people who got the ability to choose a topic or they got free sessions with me. So I'm going to be going through that email list. I'm going to be reaching out to all you guys. Um, and I'm, ex I'm so stoked to be able to interact with you guys. I, I can't wait to see where the episode goes, where you guys take it and, uh, where we can go in our sessions. So thank you so much, everyone for listening as always. And of course, you know, the drill at this point, stay safe, stay healthy. Love ya.